So, hey, Corey. Hey, Rachel. What's your favorite song? Do you have one? Is this, oh. a, is this, is this the question you hate, Brad? Because you're a musician. So is this like a question you absolutely hate? Because we get a lot, what's your favorite film? Yeah, it's terrible. Because, I mean, is there one? Do you have just one? No. Yeah. I, I don't have a favorite song either. I mean, I guess for a while, because I am who I am, it was a Talking head song. But I, you know, it was, I, I don't know. Now I'm not so sold on that. Right now, I like that. I really am a fan of the... Mine changes a lot, obviously. Uh-huh. But I, I, that Future Island's King of Sweden song is pretty darn good. Sick. been listening to it a lot. Yeah. Anyway, I thought maybe if you had a favorite song, I'd sing it for you. But you don't. So let's just get straight to talking about the movies. All right. Let's Running do out it. of content here, you know? <laughs> there's only so the bottom much, of the barrel. There's only so much singing I can Cinematically. do. So anyway, let's get to it. Let's talk about the movies. I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. And this is an intro to a podcast. A podcast is a thing that you listen to. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a Friend. Hello. Hey, Bross. We're a little late calling you. Sorry about that. Um, well, I'm in traffic right now. Um, can you hear me? I okay. can. We can yeah. hear the traffic, too, but it just adds to the ambiance. Okay. Well, I will pull over the first moment I get, but I'm going around a roundabout right now. Very European. Very yeah, European. We, we don't have those in Alabama. No, no. We keep them out of this state. <laughs> That's too much for us okay. to handle. Yeah. Let me get around this roundabout, and I should be able to pull over in just a sec. But, um, but anyways, um, oopsies, I oh, see roundabouts, oy, 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 they're not very fluid, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. they, I just, I really don't understand, anyway, I, I get yeah. how to get in and out of a roundabout, but oftentimes I'm like, they got a little dramatic with that, it's just a little dramatic. They do, yeah, okay, I'm on the other side of it, and I, um, well now I'm at a stoplight, but I shall pull over momentarily. Okay, well we want you to be in a safe spot to talk on the podcast, you know? Oh, yeah, yes, of course. You know, and I am just because, full disclosure, Tennessee, you can't talk on your phone. You can't hold your phone. So it is hands-free. So, you know, I'm, I just want everyone to know, hands-free situation. Um, okay, let's We're not see. encouraging bad behavior at all. I promise. <laughs> okay, let me find a little spot. Okay, okay, okay. What if, we, what if we didn't really actually call you just whenever and you were just acting this all out just just to make it feel more real right um okay i'm parked safely oh let me lock my doors for big city safety oh wait they're automatically locked anyways um okay i'm good so what have you been watching lately okay i will find it really hard to believe if you guys either of y'all have seen this um but tony dug it up and there's a reason that he suggested it okay it's under the tuscan sun (laughs) so like okay i okay here's the reason so we went to this on on a day just like today five years ago we were in tuscany so we went to italy in may of 2017 yeah for a couple weeks and it was great and so i think he saw this and we were kind of like it's a little bit like you know dorky rom-com kind of vibes, but it was very Tuscany-heavy, and we were like, oh, that'll be kind of, like, nostalgic. So, anyway, so we decided to watch it, and, um, I mean, yeah, it was. I was, I would call this, honestly, I came up with a new term, but I feel like this term may exist already, but I was calling it a mom-com. Is that oh. a thing anyone's ever heard before? I've I feel heard like that. a mom I haven't ever heard that, so I think that so, you coined it, Lisa. I'm giving you credit. 
thank you. Um, and it felt, you know, it was like an elevated, I don't want to diss it by calling it like a Lifetime movie or something, but you know what I mean. Like it was, you know, that kind of thing. Like, what, sure. you know, what, she's not going to find herself. It was very, you know, how Stella got her groove back vibes, that whole kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I take it neither of you have seen this. No, it was um, it was a video store title that I just kept walking past when I worked at the video right. store. That cover just repels me. It's, I can't. It's as if yeah. I can't get past the sunflowers. Rachel will watch right. it by next week. I, I probably predict. will, though. I probably will. There's a lot of sunflower imagery. It's not very much a thread throughout the whole thing. So many sunflowers for real. But um, okay, I'll give you just a little gist here. So Diane Lane is a writer. And uh, so it's very literary. There's a lot of, like, writing scenes, and she's writing postcards, and she's, you know, oh, oh talking, oh, you know, oh, writing, and oh, words, the whole thing. Um, okay, so she goes through a really bad divorce, and the husband cheats on her and with, the, with the younger woman, and then they want the house, so he buys her out of the house, so then she has this just money, and she doesn't know what to do with her life, and, you know, the whole deal. So, um... Her, okay, so I have a question. So I wonder if you've ever done anything like this. So her BFF yeah. is played by Sandra O. Oh. And oh, God she, damn it. Uh-huh, <laughs> and, um, okay, so she and her girlfriend had a trip booked to Tuscany. Yeah. And Sandra O oh is now pregnant. They were trying to get pregnant, and they don't want her to fly because she's pregnant or whatever. Yeah. So they were going to go on a trip. It was called gay and away and it was a gay tour of italy okay it's like i mean it feels like a rick steves like essentially like a rick steves tour but it was it was gay okay so no i mean there's the that is that weird rosie o'donnell cruise that Mm. i've that i've threatened to go on uh where like the (laughs) indigo girls are the house band but no i've never and so is wait is diane lane queer in this is this okay so no no so what happens though no so Sandra O oh and her girlfriend were going to go on this oh, okay. trip. And then I got you. I got the you. Fertilization happened, and they were like, "Oh, we're too pregnant. We don't want to go." So she had just gone through this divorce, and they're like, "Why don't you go on our trip?" And she's like, "Oh, I don't want to go on a trip. I don't want to meet anybody. The whole thing." And they're like, "Don't worry, you won't because it's gay." And she's like, "Oh, perfect." And so anyway, oh, so she goes I on see. Also, what a bummer theory. that that the that the stuff worked at that time. Hmm. Bummer not to be able to go on this trip. I know, but so they gave it to her, but it turns out it was for the best because, okay, she, while she's on this trip and touring around Tuscany, she finds an old 300-year-old Italian villa. At first I thought you were going to say a 300-year-old man that things worked (laughs) out with. Anyway, no, guess what? I can't wait. What? (laughs) She buys the villa and starts restoring it. (laughs) This sounds a lot like a castle for Christmas. I know, and so I think that's another reason why Tony was like, "You're gonna like this because not only is it Tuscany, but it's also like home renovation, which is kind of our favorite thing, you know." Right. So they doubled it. They doubled it. Yeah. So I was like, "I'll handle the cheesy, like the cheesy, all the cheesy stuff to get to the, um, you know, the the Italy and the home renovation and the beautiful, beautiful old things." Um, and so yeah, it's a three hundred year old house, and she starts restoring it, and she gets these. This, you know, crew of um, Polish guys to help her. And I do think there was some really good advice. Like, I will quote this. This is a sincere quote from the movie that I actually okay. like enough to write down. Okay. For the home renovators out there. So she writes, and because, again, she's very literary and whatnot, she says, go slowly through the house. Be polite. Introduce yourself so it can introduce itself to you. And oh, so man. I think that's 
really good advice. Like when you're, and she said, go room by, you know, do one room at a time. And because so, it's this big endeavor, it's this huge old, you know, broken down house from 300 years ago. So, and anyway, Lisa, you, you like are an advice. interior designer, to be fair. Yeah. So, speaks, this is speaking so yeah, to you. This is speaking to you. To me, it speaks to me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, so she's renovating the house, the whole thing. Um, there's, you know, kooky characters she meets in the town, the little town in the village. Um, oh, at one point, they go see a movie within the movie and get to Love when that happens. Eat, pray, love. Um, Roman holiday. It is. No, it's so much weirder. It's um, George of the Jungle. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was really weird, but upon reading a little thing about it, apparently that was mentioned, and apparently Audrey Wells, who wrote and directed, or like she adapted this for, you know, the screen and directed it. She apparently also wrote George of the Jungle. So oh, that makes sense. Like, and you know, you know, Lisa, I recently seen. saw this Nick Cage film, and what comes up in it, quite a bit with a movie within a movie is Paddington 2. Hell yeah, Paddington 2. And, do, and Corey, do you like really? Paddington 2? I love Paddington 2. Is it two. worth, is it truly like a tearjerker like this the this film suggests? Yes. I mean, have you have you seen Paddington, the first no, Paddington? No, I, I do well, like the little bear. Nicole Kidman is the villain in the first Paddington. Oh, of course she is. Uh, That's my boo. That's my boo. Hugh Grant is the villain in the second one, and oh, he's makes fantastic. It's okay, a great Okay, well, I'll have movie. to watch Paddington 2 then. Anyway, I did not mean yeah, to interject there, but Oh, no, no, no. Um, so I just, you know, I'm obviously not going to spoil it. She's, like, looking for, not looking for love. She's, like, finding herself and the whole thing. But, you know, she's, like, definitely seems to want to, after a while, you know, meet a fella for, um, you know, just to just to branch out there. Um, and she does meet a very hot dude. And they, um, okay, so he lives above his cousin's antique store. So oh, when they, okay. you know, yeah. Very Italian, and they, um, they're you know making out on the beach, the whole thing, and then he's like, okay, let's go back to my place. I thought they would literally go back to his place, like he lives above this antique store, but for some reason, I'm assuming it's the reason is cinematic effect. Um, they decide to just bone in the antique store, and okay. um, there's like this old desk, and they're out on this desk, and there's all this like statuary and weird old antiques all around them, and right next to her is this full scale like marble statue of a man, naked man. And so while they're boning, the hot Italian guy kind of like moves moves away and they're sort of panning away from the couple. And her hand goes over to the statue and caresses it. Wow. Like, I know. I was like, what? I mean, yeah. So like, so instead of like, cause, you know, they got to pan away. They wanted that PG. They wanted that PG-13 rating, and so they had to pan away, and they couldn't show the whole thing. But, yes, they literally had her hand reach over and caress the dingle-dongle of the statue <laughs> in this antique store. Oh, and, and like, I just hope nothing broke, because, you know, we're here in this country in the States, and we go in, and we're like, oh, my God, look at this Easy Bake Oven from 1982, right? from and that's a fucking antique here. And you yes. go to an antique store and other in Europe, and it's like, okay, that thing is from, you know, 1412. Right, exactly. Right. I was like, "Oh no, this cousin's gonna be mad if I knock something over." Like, why couldn't they go to his bedroom? It was literally upstairs. But you know, you know, it's <laughs> does Dingle um, Dongle ca- count for our dick jar yes. purposes? Brad, Brad, you know, we we need a little. We got the thumbs up. I need a, a D <laughs> jar sound. You got it, man. Uh, that is that just took it home, Lisa. That that yeah. made, that yeah. I definitely am watching this one now. 
And so, you know, here's the thing. Things kind of stall out with this guy, and she can't get... See, he, he lives in, like, Positano, and she's up in, in Tuscany, and so they can't meet up for a while, and then there's a lot of, like, will they, won't they, meet up again, and blah, blah, blah. And Tony had the best comment. He says, half of this movie is Diane Lane waiting to get boned a second time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's most but, um, of the film she's in. I mean, that's unfaithful for sure, <laughs> That's what right? I was going to say. I think every... I think that's her IMDb page. But she was great, I will say. I mean, she was, I really, you know, she was great, and it was very, you know, she's she's fun to watch and, and very charming. And so, yeah, the whole thing was, yeah, it was good. Like, if you're looking for a mom-com, rom-com lady who wants to renovate her old house, and also there's a tiny kitten, which you can relate hey. to. Um, oh, I love that. Kitten. Yeah. And, so, you know, um, this has some Lifetime vibe. It's got a, it's like a, a high-production high value it's Lifetime elevated. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then there's one little thing, I'll, I'll leave you with this. So um, the Polish, one of the guys who's her worker, who's doing all this work at her house, and she gets to know these guys because she doesn't really have any friends there because she's decided to live there. So Sandra O oh does come out there to visit her eventually. Um, but while she's there, she gets to know these Polish guys. And the, one of the guys, he starts dating this Italian lady, but her father won't approve of the relationship because he's not Italian and he's Polish and all this. So he enters the flag-throwing competition to prove to her father that he is as good as an Italian man. And oh it was super ridiculous. Oh, my God. Like, a whole scene, and there's all these men dancing around, swirling flags, and they all have those tights where one leg, each leg is a different color, you know? Yeah, I do. But, and at first, I was like, oh, my God, this is so silly. We were like, this is so corny. It's so silly. Okay, they start throwing these flags, and it's mostly, like, you know, over-the-top twirly, but then he throws the flag up in the air at one point, and I literally gasped. I guess I was so impressed. I was like, whoa, okay, I take it back. Turns out the flag throwing competition in Tuscany in like a small village was uh, was impressive. He had every right to use that to impress the uh, father. And guess what? It worked. This is like their Stars Hollow. Ooh. Yes, it was. It was like Stars Hollow, the Italian version. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yes, and there's another lady that runs the town who's like a British lady who's an, another expat, and she's... She's very, you know, kooky, and she quotes Fellini, and she dances in a fountain, and there's a lot of Fellini references around her scenes and stuff. So, yeah, so it's very, yeah, Stars Hollow is a very good call. Oh, man, I'm so glad that you went off the rails to bring us this one, because this is not your yes, normal I, domain. This is not. That's even Tony, when he was looking through movies, he was he seemed interested. He said, well, I think we should watch it. Like, right? So I think the Tuscany vibes really sold us on it and the house renovation. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was definitely... Yeah, you know, corny mom-com, but I did enjoy it. Uh, well, thank you so much, Lisa, for bringing us this one. I You're definitely so have welcome. at least one scene I'm going to go and watch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, well, we'll catch you on the flip side. Be safe getting home. Okie dokie. All right, bye, Ross. And now, fast film terms. Oh, here we go. They're Boom. moving. Yeah, they're moving so fast. They're so just fast. Right, right past us. Fast so film terms. why take another second then? So do you know what a new deal is? Well, to get the country out of the Great Depression, Bottom President wah. Roosevelt. I knew you were going to say that. Um, no, continue. What is a New Deal? So, when you hear New Deal on a film set, all right, it is when you're moving on to a new camera setup for a scene. Oh, okay. That means the director, et cetera, et cetera, is happy with the take, and they're moving on to a new setup. So, do you think that started with like a really inexperienced director who didn't know the lingo, who was trying to tell his camera crew and like the grips yeah, and maybe. stuff, like, "Hey, uh, we got to set up uh, for a new uh, uh, a deal, deal over here." Just a, yeah, yeah, a new deal over here, and people are like, 
Okay. I think uh, that's probably it. Say, that sounds like something we need to repeat for the next, you know, 80 years or whatever. I think that's probably it. Yeah. The next film term is a favorite, a personal favorite. Okay. And it's one that I'm going to start using just in emails. It is a DFI. Do you know what a DFI, when you hear DFI those or, or see that written somewhere? No. It stands for don't follow instructions. Uh-oh. Or don't follow instruction. So what is? why would anybody ever tell anybody else this <laughs> well, on a film set? my guess is because when you're making a movie, things move pretty quickly. And uh-huh. so there's a lot of last-minute decision-making. And so what that tells us is that something has changed. So, Got so it. It, that that's just a it's the a it's prior a like, instructions given prior. That's to right. Or the, even the day. Well, sometimes DFI can happen within thirty seconds of somebody telling you to do something. It just becomes like, wait, hold up, hold up, DFI. Something has changed. We don't need to do this anymore. Stand by for new instructions. I guess DFI is quicker than um, hey, don't uh, do that over yeah. there. And, you know, oftentimes when you're communicating this kind of stuff, you're talking on a walkie-talkie. We talked about that. Uh, remember what a walkie-talkie is called? Or, Well, I should say it this way. Do you remember what a walkie-talkie battery is called? No, I don't. Is that a – oh, Jesus. A brick. A brick, yeah. Which right, brings okay. me to our final film term, giving you a little bonus film term today. All right. You want to guess then what a hot brick is? A charged battery for a walkie-talkie. You are absolutely right. Hey, I got one. Yeah, so the brick is the walkie-talkie, and a hot brick means that there is a fully charged battery on your walkie. All right. Well, that makes uh, sense. That's your fast film terms for today. Foo! Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Side Talks. We're your own personal cinematic, and again... I think we might have done this one, but I'm not positive. Dirk Diggler and Reed Rothschild. Oh, oh, I love them. Yeah. I love them so much. Yeah. I'm obviously Reed Rothschild. Okay, well, I guess I'll be Dirk Diggler. Uh, that, 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 this all tracks because I'm, <laughs> I'm a generally more gregarious John oh, yeah. C. Riley type of person anyway. And you're the spitting image of Mark Wahlberg. As oh, we yeah. All we have the same six pack. I also, you know, we've talked about Julianne Moore before. Uh huh. So Amber Waves. I get to, uh, I get to. Oh, know. I see. Yes, I, that's right. Yes, that's yes, right. That's right. I don't think that John C. Riley has sex with anybody in that movie. Yeah, just uh, supposed. <laughs> yeah, he's, supposed. he's just Nobody like, oh, they say that. I look like Han Solo the yeah. whole time, which is the best. I love that movie so much. It's a great one. Also landed on our best endings of all time list, thanks to me. Where it belongs. Yes, indeed. It's a prosthetic, y'all. Don't get too excited. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Thank you to Boutwell Studios. Thanks to our wonderful sponsors, Revelator Coffee, making life-saving coffee for me several mornings a week. Yeah, and um, we're out of here at Sidewalk Film. Sidewalkfest.com. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.